that, um, you know, Flashpoint was going on in Omaha but, and stuff, but uh, that uh, uh, one of the, the words that was given, and but I am going to, okay, well, one thing they need to learn is to stop screaming in between because that will throw a prophet off. He probably could, because that's one thing that shows, well, there, there's a lot of babies there, but um, okay. I don't know if this is right. This is the transcript of it. Sometimes they don't type them right. Shot on the gold? <laughs> okay. That's how it starts. <laughs> okay. As the walls are coming down, this was Hank Kuhneman in Omaha. Okay. As the walls are coming down, the infrastructures are coming down. Evil agendas are coming down. We're talking about the United States of America. Their plans are falling down. Oh my God, rise. We've got to rise. The Spirit of God says there is a shout that I've received from you that has eroded the enemy. Now I have written, open, open the heavens. The mountains watch. They will smoke at my presence in a shift that is happening in the earth. And I will take my lightning rods and I will scatter the enemy. And I will encroach the plans that they think to take your nation in a different direction, says the Lord. Now, what's happening, I'm just going to say this. They're talking about resetting the world. Yeah. Reset. Yeah. Yep. But you know what's resetting? God's resetting. There's going to be revival. <laughs> We're resetting. <laughs> for I say very closely to your Liberty Bell in Philadelphia, for it is correct, and the God says this is forever assigned to the United States and to the nations of the earth. You may say a crack in the Liberty Bell, and they have tried to crack and break you and take your freedoms, but liberty shall forever ring in the United States of America, says the Lord. Therefore watch very closely of what is about to happen, for they even speak inflation. And they say, inflation shall arise, yet I look from my heaven, and I see even though they speak inflation and inflation, it shall seem for a moment in America that it shall arise, yet I shall take my fist, saith the Lord, and I declare from my throne it shall be declared in, in inflation. They have flat shun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to read it. <laughs> the way it should be. Um, they declared inflation, but I will flatten the inflation. <laughs> and it will deflate. <laughs> and it will break. And God says, they will say, what? What? What's happened to your Federal Reserve? Because I will raise up something new. I will raise them something greater. And God says, I will cause your economy because in the United States there is a resilience and my anointing, and anointing means burden removing, yoke destroying, devil crushing, mountain moving power of God. And my anointing that has been placed upon the church, people who are born again. Therefore, not, and we're talking about all churches, we're talking about born again people. That's the church throughout the world that is real. Okay. And uh, been placed on you, and therefore there shall be an early cold and an unusual call, cold, I think, that shall come in very unusual places in the nation. And they shall say once again, what is the meaning of this? And God says, I told you before, with the heat, that this is the work of my hands to show you that no man... 
controls the climate or the spiritual climate of what shall take place in this land. See, what are they talking about? Global warming all the time. <laughs> That's why he's going to bring the cold. Well, anyway, of what shall take place in this land and in the earth at this time, and as the cold spell, so it would seem to us, and the grip where it grips, it would seem as though it will not end, and then suddenly it will lift, and you will say, what is this for? We've had enough of the heat. We've had enough of the cold. And God says, that's what I'm looking for, is to hear my people cry out, enough is enough in the land of the United States. And you will turn unto me, says the Lord. God says, get ready, for you will say from your mouth, we have never, ever seen this before. This has never happened in my lifetime or even what I have read because God says it is time to dream again because I am turning the captivity of this country and you will save from, save from your mouth. Look at what the Lord has done. He has done great things for us. And God says your shouting, and they were shouting, has caused great damage from the very heart of this nation. And I say as it was in the days of Moses, the Egyptians, I spoke to them and said, the Egyptians that you see today, you will not see again. That's in the Bible. And God says, this is what I speak of. There are things that the enemy is trying to, to grip you with America, with socialism and communism, and they will lose their grip. And this country will never face it as it has been in this season were the walls were the walls ever built says the lord in the days of jericho they are falling the walls are falling and you will even see one who shall arise at this time and they will say for they are afraid of them of those who have lied and they will say some of this i i think they didn't type it right <laughs> very soon what shall we do now this one who has risen who spoke lies that is now telling the truth See, somebody that's speaking lies is going to tell the truth. Where was I? Um, okay, for, I know, but I have to find it. The truth, for they will shake when this one was considered and even was a foe, but that person apparently will now become factual and shall run their mouth open, and their mouth, because of fear shall grip the other people because they're going to tell the truth of what was really going on. That, that's what it is. Come on, shout unto God. It says shout unto God. <laughs> shout unto God one more time. Shout unto God one more time. Shout unto God one more time. Well, hallelujah! <laughs> that's for you to shout unto God. I, I just wanted to read you that to give you some encouragement of what is going on. Stuff... You know what? The lights aren't on totally either. They're real dim. Did you notice that? Just push all the... Um, okay, these... Okay. This is what God thinks of this whole mess that's going okay. on. These six things the Lord hates. Indeed, seven are an abomination. A proud look. The spirit that makes one overestimate himself and underestimate others, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. Is there a nursery today? By the way, okay, okay. A heart that manufactures wicked thoughts and plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, 
a false witness who breathes out lies even under oath and he who sows discord among his brethren. God actually hates those things. We're talking about the so-called the person who is in charge. Amen. Okay, well, we're going to take... Right. Okay, because we've been praying for the nation. Um, mm -hmm. And what they want to do is destroy the church. (laughs) Okay, I was born in a... When communism was very, very uh, prominent in, in Germany. And I tell you what, Ooh, it, uh, there was stuff, the persecution of the Jews and the, the horrible things they did to them, starve them, and all that stuff, uh, bad. But that's what they want to do to us to take our freedom. Thank God. <laughs> okay, so. Okay. Now, how many people know Jesse Duplantis? <laughs> okay, so Jesse is normally funny, but uh, I'm probably not going to be so funny with this. But I found my notes um, from him on like the four kinds of giving. And this is going to be a little while. So, But anyway, no matter what is said or happens, God's word can be trusted and it's going to come to pass. Now, if you don't like, how many people like to be prosperous? <laughs> You won't like it in heaven. (laughs) If you don't like prosperity, you're not going to like it in heaven. Because there's no sickness, there's no disease, there's no lack, there's no poverty, there's no strife. So so how can you be a tither and grow broke when God says you can live under an open heaven when you tithe? I mean, okay. This, okay, heaven, the Bible actually says heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. You know why? It says in John 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This is the word, and when you speak it, it's God. It comes, it's God speaking through your mouth. Well, it says it's forever settled in heaven. And like I said, heaven and earth are going to pass away. <laughs> and there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. But the word can never pass away. All right. So, God said to tithe. All right. How could you be a tither and grow broke when God said you can live under the open heaven? In other words, it's going to on you. And that's in Malachi, and we'll read it later. But do you have room enough to receive more blessing, though you're a giver? See, the world system will tell you it'll deplete you. Okay, having lived in the world system for 40 years, and not really tithing, I didn't even, I never even heard the word. Never even heard of it. And, you know, honestly, being broke or kind of like having to struggle a lot pinching pennies my mom and dad lived in the you know uh, way back in the 30s they lost a lot of money because of the great depression 
and they were penny pinchers, and they taught me how to be, <laughs> you know, uh, but anyway, but when I became a Christian and we tithe, it honestly works. There's some, God, the, see, what's in here is true. This is the oldest book in the world, and still one of the most popular, but, um, but there's something there's a blessing that comes out of you. Now, there's four ways, though. The tithe means that you give 10%. Okay. The, it's motivation. It brings you motivation. It brings you obedience. And it brings you trust in God's word. You can come in. <laughs> okay. The second one is called first fruits. And um, would you turn the fan toward the people, kind of so? I mean, I know it's warm. I'm sorry, something went out of the computer and they think it was a lightning strike. <sighs> um, okay, so when you tithe, it gives you motivation, obedience, trust in God's word, and I can guarantee you, after 42 years of tithing consistently, never stopping, we have been able to do more things, get more things, pay off. Everything we got is paid off. Paid off, paid off, paid off, paid off. We tithe from the church, it's paid off. The parking lot's paid off. The chairs are paid off. Everything's paid off. Everything. Okay, so, okay. The second way you give, people, have you ever heard of first fruits? And that's a one-time generosity, and I'll, I'll explain it more later. And then there are alms. You know, that's compassion and giving to the poor. But 90 to 95% of giving is this, and it's not supposed to be. I'll tell you why. Then there is seed giving, and that's, that's okay. Let's say you're believing for a car. You're supposed to plant a seed. Did you know that? You're believing for a house. You plant a seed. You're believing for a miracle in your body. Plant a seed. Extra seed. And uh, you are supposed to, I remember, okay, I'm going to tell you something. For this church. Okay, so $650,000. I walk out, we got 30 people in church, 35. <laughs> Had some money saved back. Um, I think I actually had honest to God, people gave me, and some were relatives, but $40,000. I had it back, and they said, that's nothing. The real estate agent, that's nothing. That's like a, that's like a drop in the bucket. Okay, you're never going to make it, you know. <laughs> that, I don't care. <laughs> and um, so, you know, just I stepped out and just did it, and um then there was Dr. Dufresne was in Kansas by close to Burley's and we went there when he was around that area. It was a different church. And I can remember giving of the Lord and I felt like I've heard it in here that give this amount toward a seed toward the church. And I'll tell you what, the money came in. We had to have, how much do you have to have down? I don't know. Anybody know? Right on. I don't know, church is probably worse or because it's considered commercial. Yeah. Maybe 20% of 650000 
and see that we even put our, our house was paid off. And we, we put up our house for $42,000. And in, in um, 10 months, that all that money came back. And I was able to pay it off, put it back in. But we put, put a second mortgage on it. And there was no mortgage on it. So we just, you know. Okay. Now, so that was like planting a seed. And I didn't even realize that's what I did. And the money came in. Now, what am I saying? Tithe, first fruits, alms, and planting a seed. Four different ways of giving. Three of them are given to God. The tithe, the uh, seed, and the first fruits. Alms are given to people. I'm going to show you something. So God is a God of order. He, he is a God of order. And he wants, first of all, the tithe. So, sometimes, like a double-minded man is out of order. Okay, now listen to me, because this is important. Okay, you must believe what you give and release your faith. Okay, let's go to Malachi 3. I may give this whole sermon over again, because we have a lot of people out of town. <laughs> We do. I'm here. Yeah. Lot, lots of people have gone someplace. Okay. Malachi 3, verse 7. What, uh, you're going to find out, okay, what each one means. This may be my sermon, period. <laughs> Still want to sit there all day? You want some fan? I bet, are you sure? <laughs> okay. So then it says, it says, will a man rob or defraud God? He's talking, this is in the Old Testament yet, the last book of the Old Testament. And he's still, he's talking to the people. And, and he says, yet you rob and defraud me, said the Lord. But you say, in what way do we rob and defraud you? You have withheld your tithes and offerings. Now, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me and even the whole nation or the church. This, I'm just reading the Bible. Now, God is not the one cursing you. You curse. He does not curse anybody. He will not. He loves people. But well, okay, he's written his word, and it's just like um, Lonnie, Lonnie there is in the sheriff's department. <laughs> and so if you're speeding, you know what the law says, what it says, and they may pick you up, then you may get a ticket. Okay, well, this is even more eternal <laughs> than, than the laws of the state, you know, because <laughs> the laws of the state can can change but you are you are cursing yourself god it's like he he wants to take this big goblet and he wants to pour it out a blessing on you and he can't because it's capped you cap it yourself and that's the curse you put it on yourself you're just because of just just not believing this more than the world system okay it says, you are cursed with a curse, for you are robbing me and even the whole church. 
The church means people who are born again. Okay. For 40 years, I went to church. Let me tell you this. And nobody told me I had to be born again. Nobody said, they didn't know themselves. And then all of a sudden, my daughter, who was getting witness to and was doing wrong things and, and stuff like that, she got born again. And it was a teacher at high school. And that teacher called me up. And, you know, and it says, you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Nobody told us that. Nobody. But they didn't know either. Okay. So it says, bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income, into the storehouse. The storehouse means the local church. That there may be food in my house. That there may be understanding of the word of God. And prove me now, buy it, prove me, God says, me is capitalized, that means, this is God speaking, prove me now, buy it, says the Lord of hosts, if I won't pour you out a blessing. We're supposed to prove him. Okay, and I will rebuke the devourer, the insects, and the plagues, and the wash machine breaking down, the car breaking down, the stuff breaking down and all this stuff. Yes, things get old and they're bound to break, but they don't break as much. And I can tell you that from being on this side of this and being on this side. Total difference. Or your business thrives and, and um, you don't get robbed. <laughs> you know, like in the old church, there were three buildings and and they tried to get in ours, and ours was the oldest, crummiest one that was down there across from the airport, and um, they couldn't get in. <laughs> and the other two got robbed. <laughs> one was Johnson Cycle. <laughs> okay, so, and I will rebuke the devourer, the insects and plagues and all the junk that tries to happen to you, and it even can encounter, it could run over into your children, your grandchildren, your family, and everything. And he'll do it for, you, uh, for, you, for your sake. And that devourer will not be able to destroy the fruits of your ground, and neither shall your vine drop its fruit before the time in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Now, the word rebuke means cripple and paralyze. The devourer who actually is the devil coming against you. He knows the word better than people do. Okay, and all the heathen shall call you happy and blessed. For you shall be a land of delight, says the Lord of hosts. People will look at you and say, how come you're so happy? How come you're so blessed? Then it says, your words have been strong and hard against me, says the Lord. And yet you say, what have you spoken? You it says, ah, it's useless to tithe. It's useless to serve God. And what profit is it if we keep his ordinances, which tithing is an ordinance. We had a lot of ordinances during COVID. Masks, all this stuff going on. You know what I'm talking about? You get kicked out of places. Well, God's ordinances are right and they're forever. And it says, okay, what profit, what's good going to do us if we keep this? 
and walk gloomily as if in mourning apparel before the Lord of hosts. Okay. So, now, the tithe is a divine connector to the blessing of God. And in Genesis, put Genesis 128 up there. Genesis 128 out of the Amplified. That is the blessing of Abraham. When you become born again, you get a special blessing. And that God sees who his people are. You're full of light. Okay, and God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. And subdue it. In other words, you take charge using all its vast resources in the service of God and man and have dominion and authority. You can have dominion over the fish of the sea and all the, the stuff, the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the earth. He said this to Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve goofed in the garden and because of that, we were cursed. <laughs> Jesus came back to restore it. Now, and it says though, we have to, no, see, nobody told me this. That's why you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and that blessing, he comes to live in your heart. The blessing comes back on you. A lot of people don't understand it. I'm the type of person, I got to know why is this, why is that, and I feel like it, it helps when you know that. I didn't know that. I thought, why are we kissing the cross in church, and why are we... Yeah. <laughs> Why are we doing all this stuff? <laughs> okay. But, okay, so a blessing was put, as soon as you receive Jesus, that blessing comes into you because he came to live in you. You know what? He's with you all the time if you are really sincere. You say, Jesus, come into my heart and give you my life. All right. So, then you can take dominion and authority over things that try, you know, I don't know. The other night, it was really late. We actually stayed up late <laughs> till noon, I was going to say, till midnight. <laughs> you know, uh, and all of a sudden, the car was coming. It was really dark that night, too. And we're, you know, we're out on Old Highway 8, just like when you live out in the country. And a, a car okay, kind of started coming in our driveway, and then it then backed up and went the other way, and then it went, and we were going real slow. <laughs> well, Ken said he had a dream that night about how this guy came and rammed our house <laughs> and tried to get in, and he had this long wire and doing all this stuff. Well, but then, you know what, but you had a second dream the next time. I don't go into dreams. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, well, that's because he saw him, you know, and yeah. then you went to bed. No, but then you had a, another dream, and you said that a truck, a truck, and trucks go past our house because the lawn business is down the road, and Old Highway 8's actually closed up now, but you can go the opposite way. Um, and um, so, and he said that truck, some for some reason, went over sideways. Oh, went sideways and and blocked the driveway fell over though. I mean, it was, yeah. And so this morning we actually took, cause I can remember Nancy Dufresne's dream about this car backing up over this little 18 month old child. 
She had a dream about it. And you know what? She actually told that dream on a Wednesday night when she was preaching. My, it's my pastor, Nancy Dufresne. She's in California. But anyway, and you know what? This lady went, <gasps> and she, was, she worked in Marietta, but she was from a different town. And she said, that happened to my pastor. They were having a party at their house, and this car backed up over this little 18-month-old baby because there was a whole bunch of people in the house, and apparently it escaped from being watched. <laughs> and, uh, and she said there were tire uh, marks across his chest and his legs. And, you know, this guy went, he left early, and he said, well, what was that? He just thought it was something like something in the way, big in the way, and he went back over. <laughs> and you know what? The child jumped up, and he was fine. You know why? Because three months before that, she had that dream, and she prayed for the child. She prayed that nothing would happen to the child. And this dream was true. You see, God will do that. <laughs> Nothing was wrong with them. They took them to the emergency room and everything. Nothing. Nothing. Did x-rays? Nothing. <laughs> but he had tire tracks. <sighs> went, she, you know, he backed up over him and went back this frontwards. <sighs> okay, so we just took authority that nothing would happen to the truck driver if that happened. Because we've had car accidents out there. We've, we have, right in front of our house. Anyway, I told you about that one. I went out there and prayed in my bathrobe over the people. All the neighbors were standing around. I just went straight to the truck. And it was three boys in a steer. The, it was a too little of a car. It was a little tiny truck. And the, it was a stick shift on the floor. And that, that stick shift was stuck at his lung. <laughs> he was bleeding. And they were, whoo, it was like, okay. Anyway, so how did I get into all that? Well, Enough is enough. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. So, well, the drowning one is good. Yeah. Uh, you're right. You know what? I know this is going to be my sermon. And you're going to get dismissed. <laughs> so, whew, uh, the fan feels good. <laughs> okay, I've got to find it tight. Come to, oh. Sherry, you gave it to me. I know it's here. Oh. I wasn't prepared to do this. Do you have another copy, Sherry? Okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I always keep it. You, can tell it by, by you know what? It's probably verbatim. right here, and I can't find it because I want to find it. Okay, I can tell it. <laughs> okay, this was a, a preacher in, it um, doesn't make any difference what state he's from, but he's kind of a big preacher, well-known. And uh, he has grandchildren, and uh, his son and daughter-in-law are, you know, in the church too, of course, and... Uh, and so they had a swimming pool. They were having a birthday party for the daughter. How old, how old was she? Sherry, will you help me? 
Mark, uh, Mark Barkley. But anyway, uh, eight years old. Okay, in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, she's swimming, and uh, she's swimming, and you know, there's those, it was a in-ground pool, and they have those suction things way at the bottom. She was way at the bottom. She had long hair, and her hair got caught, and nobody knew it, and she couldn't get out. And then all of a sudden, her somebody else dived into the pool, and they saw her, and they, you know, and they yelled for help, and her dad jumped in, and he yanked her, pulling, actually pulling her hair out, but she was already dead because they didn't know it. <laughs> so they're calling 911. I get chills just talking about it. <laughs> and uh, they call 911, and, you know, they come, and she's blue <laughs> and all this stuff. And her dad and mom started, her dad started to pace and he went, I'm a tither devil, you can't have her. I'm a tither devil, you can't have her. I'm a tither, I'm a tither, you cannot have her. You know, and he was, he was beside himself, you can imagine. And I've even got, a, a, we've got a CD on it too, somewhere. And, uh, and, and uh, then, you know, the mothers kept saying that same thing. She started praying over her. And all of a sudden, she came back. It was before the ambulance, I think, came. And, and they came and they went, what? I thought you said she was dead. <laughs> yeah, and they, they took her to the emergency room. And instead of taking her on a, on a gurney, <laughs> she jumped out the back <laughs> and ran into the emergency room. And they said, wait a minute, what, <laughs> what is this? And, you know, they checked her, and they could tell that something had happened in her lungs and stuff, that it was still there, and she, she is fine. That's <laughs> several years ago, but it's true, and it, and it makes you cry. But tithing, he had tither's rights. The, the devourer, the devil, was rebuked because of it. Yeah, that's a good story. That's a good story. Okay. You, you wouldn't think so, but I've seen it happen in our lives, too. Tithing holds God to his word of rebuking the devil. And says, and see, now, though, in the New Testament, when you get born again, you have authority, but if you don't obey what it says in the word of God, your authority is next. And God knows the difference. But see, disobedience to God's word stops his ability to rebuke the devourer. It's just like you say that like the law. And they say, Lonnie, that car was speeding. I saw you did nothing about it. You're fired. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It doesn't make any difference. That's the law, and you're, you're going to get a ticket. You know what I mean? Of course, some of them, you know. <laughs> okay, but tithing is a connector. Everything you touch prospers. You can control your environment by controlling your enemies. And your enemies are demons. And, and it's true. I mean, we don't talk about that much, but, but it's the truth. Okay, that's what I have on tithing. Now, the first fruits. What's the first? The first fruits of motive is just your plain want to be generous to the church. 
And um, there's references in the Bible. One of them is Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. Would you put that up there yeah. out of the Amplified? Yeah. Oops. You know what? Now, I mean, we're a, whoops, we're a family church. And there's even, even that, like that air conditioner, why does that enemy... I said to somebody, and sometimes you got to ask God, what's going on here? Could be the words of your mouth, could be why is the air conditioner getting attacked in our church all the time? And I, I'm honestly going to ask God, because I mean, I'd I be honest with people. <laughs> I'm not one that fakes around with stuff. And I, you know what? I want to say, okay, what's going on here, God? Why is this? Have I been neglectful at tithing? See, I tithe what you give out there, but it always goes to good causes. Okay, Proverbs 3, 9 and 10. Okay. Honor the Lord. Honor the Lord with your capital or your substance, it says in the King James, and sufficiency... What you get from righteous labor. If you're selling drugs, you probably wouldn't tithe on it anyway. <laughs> and with the first fruits of all of your income. So shall your storage places be filled with plenty. And your vats, you know what they're talking about, shall be overflowing with new wine. In other words, you understand the Bible, revelation, knowledge. You grow and your life becomes transformed and things happen to you. So this is, so honor is a gift. And you, you honor God by submitting to him. And you're actually, you're giving, giving it to yourself, <laughs> that gift. And it shows God that you're not in love with money. I want to tell you something. People are more in love with money than you think. As I was, Ken went first and I stay home because they pray. And I was just, I was thinking, you know, on old highway eight, we're going around because we don't want rocks hitting our car. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> our car is paid off, but it's a new car. <laughs> anyway, and, um, and I thought, the other days, the weekdays that I go through there, there's traffic all over the place on Highway 36 and, and coming off of uh, 275. And, and, you know, and I'm, you know, going, there was nobody about one car, <laughs> one car. And I thought, this is Sunday and everybody's sleeping in. And in no honor to God, no wonder the United States, that happened. See, okay, but when you, and I, I was just thinking about that. And or else I see all these kids playing, playing football, soccer games right off because they come off that by the Lutheran church, the new Lutheran church down there. Um, but it shows that we're not in love with money. And a lot of people are more in love with money than you think. You think you're not. And I'm because I've looked at myself and I thought, oh, yeah, you're mm. so, okay. What it is, though, let's say you get a $50 raise. 
and you, you give the whole thing the first time, plus you, okay. You give, okay, you give the whole thing to the church or to wherever. All right, so I thought to myself, some people think it's your whole paycheck. It's not. It's the $50 raise that you got. You give, if you got extra $50 and you say, well, I need that money. But, but you know what? You never had it the week before. Let's say you get paid weekly and you never had it the week before. So just do this once and you'll see how a blessing will start to come on you. But some people have said it's your whole paycheck and that's not accurate. I found that out. Okay. So, um, and God says, wow, that's an, an, an a generous individual, and I can trust him. And it shows that his, he's really not in love with money. And it's done one time. See, your motive is just generosity to be a blessing. And, but you give what the increase would have been. And then the next month, the next time you keep it. I mean, you just keep it. You got the raise, you got the raise. Do you see what I mean? That's what first fruits mean. That's the second way. Tithe, first fruits. And you show gratitude to God for his blessing. And actually, it's an expression of his love and trusting him. <laughs> he actually said, will you prove me now if I won't open? You know what? I never finished reading Malachi, did I? If I won't open the windows and pour you out a blessing that you can't even contain. I open up the windows of heaven and pour out. Your crop will get rain and the other ones won't. I'm serious. I've seen it. Uh, Popkins. He said their line was right here. There was corn planted here, corn planted here. And, and that one was irrigated and theirs wasn't. And theirs grew and produced a lot more, and the guy couldn't figure it out because they tithe. <laughs> Where am I? Um, okay, alms. What did I say? Yeah. Okay, I should read that to you, at least read it. Malachi 3, I never completed it because I didn't turn the page. Well, that wasn't why. <laughs> I didn't turn the page. But he said, I can rebuke. I will open. No, that was the first verse. Sorry. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there would be revelation knowledge. You start to understand this. And it wouldn't be boring. And prove me now. Prove God by it. That I will not, if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that you won't even have room to receive it. Okay. So... It's it's uh, expression of love, and you know um, it'll stop sin in your life. It'll help your children. It'll help all kinds of things. See, and God says, let's trust Him with more because God gave His only begotten Son. He gave all He had. Now I want to tell you about the one who I took notes from on this. Jesse Duplantis has a huge ministry in Louisiana. And 
and uh, he has a big staff. And he took, he t now he told, now I let this be a lesson to you, and Kenny asked me also this. We try to be conservative in here. I would rather, okay, the lights are on many, many times, Kenny says when he comes here, because there's people here and they're not shutting off. The kitchen light, or whatever it is, shut the lights off. Jesse asked if everybody, every time they walked out of their office, would shut off the lights. And I, you know, oh, that's a poverty, but you know what? It isn't. You know what he did? He saved so much money that he took his entire staff to, how much? It was 40000 yeah. He took his entire staff to Hawaii, paid for everything, food, airplane, and hotels. <laughs> his entire staff. And he went, and you know what? And when he came back, he said somebody had given them money, and he got all the money back plus $300,000. See, these stories are actually, they're, they're true. See, most people have never had the true word of God because people, they alter this whole Bible. Okay, now the third way, so that there's tithing, there's first fruits, then there's alms. 99 to 100, now listen to me now, because 99 to 100% of ministries mess up here. The motive is compassion, and that's nice. But it's given to man, and this is the only one of the four givens, givings given to man. The rest are all given to God. Go to Matthew 6. Verses 1 through 4. And it says, Amplified. Do you have it up there? Yep. Take care not to do your good deeds publicly or before men in order to be seen by them. Otherwise, you will have no reward reserved for and awaiting you with and from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, whenever you give to the poor, now they actually did this, the Pharisees, who were the preachers of the day, blow a trumpet, guess what, I just gave, I gave a bunch of money to the poor. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, do not blow a trumpet before you as the hypocrites in the synagogues and in the streets, Jesus is saying this. Jesus, nice Jesus. And in the streets, like you do, that, they, that you can be recognized and honored and praised by men. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward in full already. But when you give to charity, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your deeds of charity or giving in that way Maybe in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Amen. See, don't tell people what you do for the poor. There's TV shows, um, and they show that, like poor babies starving, and you know what? And they make it real emotional, and that that's okay. Give give to that, but the rate on this, the rate on alms, the rate on giving to the poor are just saying all those guys need is dollar for 
dollar. If you give four dollars to them, you'll get the four dollars back. But actually it's zero to zero. And the other ones, you get back huge blessings. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And a lot of times people will take their tithe and give it out there. But see, you're stopping the car. The, okay, I never took a salary, and I still don't take a salary. I take housing. Finally took housing five years ago. I've been doing this 28 years because I didn't care. I was so honored that God would even use me to do this. I didn't care. I didn't care if I... I I just went, whoa, how much fun this is to help people. I was in a deposition once, to the, and he says, and it was a Jewish lawyer, and he said to me, you know, most women aren't pastors. And he said, well, why are you doing, why are you being a pastor? And, you know, I thought, you know, that's, that was a surprise question, and just flew out of my mouth. I said, because I want to help people. Honest to God, and I want to know the truth, and I want to, I to know the truth. And to help. Okay, so, so, where was I? <laughs> okay, 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 there's, yes, there's ministers with jets, but it's because God blessed them so much. And it's so much easier. I can tell you this, at 83, when I'm standing up here, I used to have, be able to have service at night. I, I don't think I could do it anymore. I, at a short time when I go home, I'm like, Ugh, because I'm trying to give out all I can to you. And by rights, I mean, <laughs> this knee's bone to bone, this hip's bone to bone, this hip's bone to bone. It's something back here and up here on my shoulder. And, you know, okay, so, but I don't care because I will not quit for stuff like that. I want to help and tell the truth. And I know that this is where heart motives are right. I'd rather give you too much into the church. And we give way above the time. Uh, you can look. You can look at our checkbook. You can look at the, because at, we have to keep track of it for the IRS. Okay, so that, what I see is that the blessing comes on you and I've before I could pay off the car right away like that or do this or do that and you have to trust him it's like I trust you Lord do you really trust me trust God with all your heart okay so this whole thing is a trap then you can tell everybody about how much tithe and offering and the first fruits you give but when it comes to alms Shut your mouth, though, and don't brag about yourself. Right. Alms are... Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> Who got Kurt? Praise God. Hallelujah. You can take that over there. I'm not going to... You can? Okay. All right. Thank you, man. Okay. Their alms are given in secret to protect people's dignity. But see, you don't take that in their crisis. But you don't take that then and give that, well, I gave that, so now I'm not going to tithe. See, but God will reward you openly because he sees it. And don't ever take a portion of your tithe. That's what he said. Give to the poor because you shut the windows of heaven. Because God is a God of order. 
you will get back nothing. Not even a dollar for the dollar because you went out of order. There is order in God's kingdom. You tithe first. And you don't even have to do the, all the other ones. But you do tithe, you see? See, in fact, you'll lose money even though you wanted to be kind. See, the rate of return is way over and above on the tithe, on the first fruits, and then the next one that I'm going to tell you about. In fact, when you tithe, that's God's asking that just to protect you. Um, how about this? And God never forces people. He doesn't force you. But the mafia did. It's like insurance policy. Mafia. I'm going to kill you. If you don't give, we'll take your business. I mean, there's, that stuff's still going on. I don't know if they're called the mafia anymore, but everybody's heard of that. See, okay, but the, the rate of return on the tithe is way over and above. It's, it's over and above on the first fruits, and it's over and above. We give, you give offering beside the first fruits, and then there's something called a seed. That's the fourth one. Okay, but God is not a liar. What his word says is true, and he can only give back what you gave with the alms. Psalm 84, verse 11. Yeah, you do. <laughs> My walking Bible over there. 84, 11. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. In the King James, it says he's a light for sun and a guard for shield. The Lord knows, bestows present grace and favor and future glory and honor and splendor and heavenly bliss. And no good thing will he withhold from those who walk in order <laughs> or who walk uprightly. See, refuse to do what pressure wants you to say when, when, when uh, well, you're accused of things. Never give out of order. Never say a word about giving to the poor. Just don't tell people. <laughs> okay, the rate of, of, uh, of return is the same. If you want to give $100, and you would get back $100, but, the, but with the other <laughs> ways, <laughs> with the three ways of tithing, tithing when you give $100, you'll get back 10000 and I could almost prove it. Uh, you guys, I could show you even in our finances of the church because we tithe from here too. See, don't shut down the word of God. And don't shut down what other, the other three do by taking them and using them for alms. Proverbs 19, 17. Now this is an alms scripture. 19, 17. Proverbs.
He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and that which he has given, the Lord will repay to him. And in other words, were you saying, well, yeah, I mean, that, that's good, though. You should, I mean, that's part you should do also. But the Lord will repay you just dollar for dollar. Do you, <laughs> it's in the word. I could give you a whole bunch of other scriptures, actually. But a lot of times people will take that tithe and think, well, this person needs it more. Or I need it more. <laughs> and you're, you're hurting something in that. So refuse to do, get under pressure with it. But the rate of return is the same. So don't shut down what the other three do by taking them and using them for alms. Okay, tell Satan when he tries to attack you, and you that you are a tither. And maybe, maybe you gave first fruits. I never knew what first fruits were, really. I could always have that mixed up. And offering. But we do give offerings. We give above the tithe. Um, and, he, and he has to pay you back seven times when you, when you tithe, when you give offerings or first fruits or plant a seed. And you give above all, and he has to give you above all the substance of your house that, that the devil stole from you. Okay, the last one, okay, what did we have? Tithe, first fruits, um, alms, and then there's a seed offering. And just say you're believing, you want a car, you need a different car, you want a house, you want a job, an apartment, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, it could even be that you, you want your kids to shape up, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, maybe they're doing something bad, they're older or something, and you want them to shape up. You give a seed offering. And remember I said at the beginning, without, I, I didn't really realize the impact of that but I gave a big portion of the money to Dr. Dufresne because the Lord, I could hear it in here. And I thought, yeah, but I should save it for the building. We're going to, we have to put that down payment and we don't have it all, you know? And uh, I gave it anyway. I finally just gave it. And of course, then Dr. Dufresne, oh, somebody from Nebraska gave a big offering. And then he thought it was Randy Shute. <laughs> he actually said, Oh, I bet it was Randy Shute. And I thought, that's all right. <laughs> he didn't know me. <laughs> I was like, oh, Randy Shute. <laughs> it was because his pilot was at the boot table. <laughs> and see, you could get kind of like, well. <laughs> that's all right. You don't get glory for that stuff. And, but it was just the idea. <laughs> I even think he thanked him. <laughs> And he went, huh? I saw his face. He went, huh? <laughs> okay, so this, this, and I'm almost done, folks, and this will be my sermon because I didn't know how long it was going to take. We'll take the tithes and offerings, take a song, and you'll be dismissed. Okay, Mark 4. Mark 4 is actually the sower sows the word. Amen. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> and you, I could go on and on and on with Mark 4. <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> I promise. I promise. <laughs> okay. 
Um, let's go to verse 14. This is, this is giving a seed offering. Father, I'm giving this seed offering that I might get a job. I'm giving this seed offering. My kids will quit taking drugs. <laughs> I give a seed offering, uh, you know, for my house or to have a, a new house or an apartment or something. New house. There you go. Yeah, you want that, don't you? <laughs> Amen. Okay. Oh, for your health. I give a seed offering. Yes. Okay. So we'll start with verse 14. The sower sows the word. Okay. It's the word of God. Okay. Right now I'm sowing the word of God. I'm the sower. The ones along the path, it talks about how before that, how birds came and took it. The ones along the path are those who have the word sown in their hearts, but when they hear, the devil tries to come at once and by force takes away the message sown in them. So you got to be careful that this isn't taken. And in the same way, the ones sown upon stony ground, and it was talking about how one time we had flowers, the birds were dropping seeds. And the, and the cracks, the cracks were getting big. It was on our patio. Now we have a deck. But anyway, um, and, and flowers would grow between. It was kind of pretty between the cracks. <laughs> and, but usually this is what happens. The ones sown on starny, stony grounds are those when they hear the word at once, receive and accept and welcome it with joy but they have no real root in themselves because those things under there are to get too hot and stuff with the sun and there's no real long root down into the ground. See, now that could be us. We could receive this word today with joy. But if we don't have a root in here, he, he's able to or care about it or, or love the word it, they have no real root and so they endure for a little while and then, the, then, you know, they, ah, pew on this. I'm not going to give any more. Everything's going wrong. Well, the enemy will test you. And so, so, so they, there's trouble, there's persecution, and it arises on account of the word because he wants to steal it. She doesn't know what she's talking about. This stuff isn't true. Blah, 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 blah. And that's where you got to watch. And I want to tell you something. If you walked in my shoes the last month, and it wasn't two, it was everything under the sun. It felt like machine guns to the front, to the side, and to the back. <laughs> and it was like, Thee. yeah, a lot of crying, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> but anyway, and they have no real root in themselves. They endure for a little while. Then when trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, but I kept looking to God. They immediately are offended by the word. That stuff ain't true. I'm not going to do that. They're just trying to take your money. I'm not trying. Okay, that's another thing. Preacher's trying to take your money. I am standing up here. This is not my church, and it's not his church. Okay, it's just that it's all of our church. We're a family, and, and it's just that we're in a different position. I'm up here, 
you're cleaning the toilets. <laughs> and, and people are washing windows, babysitting, are in the nursery. You know, doing, you're always taking care of that and stuff like that. And uh, everybody has their jobs. You see what I mean? Because we're a family just like in a house. Unless you make it, if you have kids and you let, you let the... You let the mother do the whole thing. Get your kids involved if they're old enough. <laughs> let them, yeah, give them a spray bottle to clean the window and they use the whole thing when they're three. <laughs> Ooh, this is fun. Yeah, I've done that one. Anyway, I think it was you, Mark. <laughs> but, but you can become offended at what I'm saying. It says it right in the word, but this is the word of God. I'm just reading his word. And they become displeased, indignant, resentful, and they stumble and fall away. Next verse. And the ones sown among the thorns are those who hear the word. But all of a sudden, the cares and the anxiety, work and money and fun and taking the boat out and, and distractions of the age. All the distractions, the pleasures and delight, and the false glamour, the deceitfulness of riches. I can do what I want, you know? And craving and passionate desire for other things will creep in and choke and suffocate this beautiful word of God, and it becomes fruitless. Fun. I put fun. Job, sports, intellectual things. You know, intellectual things feed the, the, the mind and not the spirit. Now, those that are sown on good, well-adopted soil, the ones who hear the word and receive it and accept it and welcome it will bear fruit. Those are the ones tithing, giving offerings, um, giving, I've got to think all the things I said, giving alms, um, uh, giving a seed if they you want something, maybe, you know, and, uh, you know, doing all those things that we just talked about. And then, but they'll bear fruit. Sometimes they'll get 30 times as much as was sown. Now, remember, though, it's the three other ones, not the alms. That's dollar for dollar. And I'm not telling you not to give to the poor, because you should give to the poor. But some will get sick, but that isn't where you're supposed to give everything. That's why you don't get back. You are to tithe, because this word is what makes us know how to change our lives. She was saying her mother stayed there. They'd have to take her. Fear, anxiety attacks. I'll tell you what, we've gone through that book three times almost, twice in a Bible study, in that sound, disciplined mind. And Nancy Dufresne's on Kenneth Copeland's every single day, and she's talking about her own book and getting more and more and more and more. I've never heard so much revelation knowledge. It only lasts 25 minutes. You can get it on YouTube. I'm jumping back and forth. But anyway, it says 30 times as much, 60 times as much, and some even get 100 times as much, period. So this is the quickest way for debt cancellation. But 
don't take it out of order. Because you planted a seed doesn't mean you tithed. Luke 6.38, it says, Give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure. Press down like you, I always think about uh, brown sugar <laughs> in a recipe. You got to press it down, pack it. Not, don't pack the Supreme Court though. <laughs> press down, shaken together, running over, men pour into your bosom. I'll tell you what, it comes in the craziest ways. You go, what? 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 <laughs> yeah. It runs over. Somebody might hand you 5000 bucks. It's happened. Now, one time I was putting something off, and I actually had given $5,000 to do something and planted a seed, and I think it was that time. And you know what? And then somebody, when I came back from that meeting, somebody was trying to talk to me, and, they, and I, I couldn't get an appointment in. <laughs> always, you know, somebody, it was something, and they finally said, well, here, I put something under your books in your office. And so when they were gone, I went and I looked what it was, and it was a check for $25,000 for the church. So my $5,000 paid back. I can tell you, so I forgot about that story until right now. For with the measure, then it says in that scripture, uh, actually in Luke 6, 38, with the, and I remember I always say, why don't you just put it up there? Because it's Luke 6, 38. Put it out of the King James, though. Okay. Whew. You know, somebody was talking about it a few weeks ago about Jesse Duplantis, and all of a sudden yesterday I found the notes. <laughs> I wasn't even looking for them. <laughs> okay. Give, and it shall be given unto you. This is the, the Lord speaking. It'll be a good measure, and it'll be pressed down like brown sugar. It'll be shaken together like flour <laughs> and running over. Shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that you meet, that you give out. Actually, it's the measure of your heart of wanting to give with all. It shall be measured to you again. And if your heart says, God, I just want to give to you. I want your word to be spoken. I want people to be made free. I want to know the freedom that I have now compared to what I used to have. To have even the, the luxury that I have compared to what I used to have. It be measured to you again. It's a measure of heart. Amen. And I'm done. <laughs> okay, so what, what we're going to do is ushers, you can... You can pass out the envelopes now, finally, after an hour. <laughs> Sorry about the heat in here. <laughs> I guzzled the whole thing here.
You know what? Do you have a picture of, of Sarah's daughter? Uh, it's in the, is it in the computer or of, Sarah, of the car? I know you undid the computer. If you do, just look it up and we're, you know what? Also, oh, yeah, you got to look at the computer. Yeah, so. Okay, so everybody got an envelope that wants an envelope. Sarah's daughter, someone, it was in Omaha, and the police were chasing this guy who was going 100 miles an hour in a, a Sarah, was it a, was it a, a commercial zone there in there that, or was it in neighborhood that those, that guy that they were chasing? She's not here today. Are they, they're probably on vacation. Commercial. Well, it does kind of, because there's more trap, you know what I mean? And there was also an Uber driver. Okay. I want to see if you can find it. Got it? No? What? What did he say? Because the fans. Oh, he's still looking. Okay. So her car actually turned upside down and it was totally destroyed. And she just crawled out the window. <laughs> I got it on my phone, the picture. And the Uber driver was upright. All he did is crash the front a little bit. And they had to take him to the hospital. And nothing happened to her daughter. She's a huge charge. She gives on PayPal all the time. Because she lives in Omaha. Okay, well, even if you didn't, you know, just keep, you got it? Okay, he got it. That's, she crawled out of that. That was in Omaha. And the police were chasing him. And he was going over 100 miles an hour right in a zone. Yeah, that's her car. She, not a scratch. <laughs> when you see that, you know if it's, and she, yeah, and she knows it was God. She came up here and she knew. <laughs> and it was a lot, she, she even talked about how she tithes. She works for the post office. Okay, now actually, will you put up, we haven't said this for a long, long, long time. Let, let me just thank God. God, I just thank you. I thank you that the word that has gone forth shall not return void, but shall accomplish what we please, and it shall prosper. Do way far over and above all that we even ask or think in the thing for which we sent it. And we thank you, Father, that you're a God who supplies. You supply all of our needs according to your riches in the glory but it means that how far we advance and go higher in the glory of God. We thank you, we praise you, we trust you with all of our heart and soul and strength and mind, Lord. And we thank you for what you've done in our lives in the name of Jesus. Okay, so we're thanking the Lord today and we're thanking the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rates and returns, checks in the mail, 
gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, bills decreased, blessings and increase, generosity, increased capacity, new skills, witty inventions and ideas, wise investments, divine favor. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of our financial needs that we have more than enough to give in the kingdom of God promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen and hallelujah. And I want to just one more tiny testimony. We get our got our OPPD OPPD bill yesterday. And it's like a budget bill, but it went down $20 a month. Oh, well. I was kind of shocked. So, I mean, we pay like, what, 105 a month for a whole house. I know. I know it's cheap. And the air conditioner is on all the time. I was like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> okay, go ahead and sing.